Hey friend, are you swamped with scheduling, bogged down by bookings, or overwhelmed with managing your social media? This message is for you. I would love to introduce you to my secret weapon, StyleSmart VA. This is a company of virtual assistants literally designed by hairstylists for hairstylists. I found them through an interview right here on the podcast, and then shortly after found myself booking a discovery call because I was drowning in administrative tasks and needed help. It's been a few months now, and I can't tell you how much my VA has changed my life. No joke, friends. I am such a believer in StyleSmart VA that I decided to bring them in as an episode sponsor here on the show. Listen, as creatives, our focus should be on the clients and our craft. And now that I have my virtual assistant, I can devote more of my time to exactly that. The beauty of hiring a VA through StyleSmart is that they come to you already trained and able to seamlessly step into your business. From managing appointments and client communications to handling your social media presence, StyleSmart virtual assistants free you up to concentrate on your clients. And that's a change your clients will notice and appreciate. I mean, can we say elevating your perceived value? So when you're ready to level up in your business and take some weight off your shoulders, head on over to StyleSmartVA.com and book a free discovery call today. You'll also find the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. StyleSmart VA, empowering beauty professionals to focus on what they do best. Welcome to the Your Hair Mentor Podcast, the podcast where we explore all things hair and beauty. I'm your host and your hair mentor, Crystal Green, and I'm here to guide you through the ever-changing landscape of the beauty industry. Are you a hairstylist looking to stay ahead of the game? Or perhaps you're a hair enthusiast wanting to up your hair game? Well, you've come to the right place, my friend. As an expert hairstylist with over 20 years behind the chair, I've seen it all. From the latest trends to timeless classics, I'm here to bring you insider knowledge that will keep you ahead of the curve. But don't worry, I'm not just here to preach about the latest hair fads. I'm funny, I think, lighthearted, and not afraid to tell it like it is. Whether it's calling out industry myths or sharing hard truths about the realities of the beauty industry, I'll bring you the unfiltered truth. We're sharing the tea, people. So sit back, relax, and get ready to elevate your hair game to the next level. The Your Hair Mentor podcast is for all hair enthusiasts and beauty lovers out there. Let's get started. Welcome back for another episode of the Your Hair Mentor podcast, my friend, where I'm your host and your hair mentor, Crystal Green. Now, in this week's episode, I jump in with a powerhouse of a woman who is the owner, creator, and CEO of a company called Salon Scale. Now, who this is for is for any hairstylist, whether you're a salon owner, an independent stylist in a suite, or even an employee for someone. Um, where you're working behind the chair and you're using product like hair color, um, foils, back bar, all that stuff that can be quantified as an expense. This is for you. What's interesting about this is even if you're not in the salon industry, I feel like this is kind of fascinating to hear because, um, you may not know this client if you're listening, but most hairstylists don't actually track how much, money it takes for them to run their business. I know it's crazy, right? But those of us that are in the industry are typically kind of the artsy type and numbers kind of make us go cross-eyed. And so, um, you know, being diligent and tracking numbers is just not our forte. And so we tend to make like generalizations and assumptions when it comes to our businesses. But Alicia here from Salon Scale is trying to change that. And so hairdresser or not, I feel like this conversation is an interesting one. And if you are a female in general, she's really fun to listen to. She's got a great story and she's an entrepreneur that is inspirational. And I think everyone's going to love her. So I can just let Alicia speak for herself here. So I might as well just jump to the conversation with Alicia from Salon Scale. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Nice to finally meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you too. And uh, will you tell me, is it Alicia or Alicia? Alicia. 
Alicia. Okay. Hello, Alicia. Crystal, nice to meet you. Welcome to the Your Hair Mentor podcast. Happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Okay. Well, Alicia, why don't you just give me um, a little bit of information about you, um, where you're located, and uh, maybe a little like personal information, like do you have a family, dogs? What's life like where you're at? Sure. Um, well, my full name is Alicia Soulier. Um, I am the founder and CEO of Salon Scale Technology. I live in a small town in Saskatchewan, Canada. Um, and I have a family. Yes, I'm married uh, to a lovely man who is also part of Salon Scale. So he runs our product team. Um, and I have two little kids. So I have a 10 year old son and a seven year old girl. Oh, not too far from me. I have a six-year-old boy and an eight-year-old girl. So I know what that mom life is like when you're working too. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It keeps us busy, right? Always. I think it helps, uh, you know, give you your purpose, what you're, what you're fighting for, you know, you're ultimately fighting for them and their future. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And the time that you want to have with them too. Oh, I know. I I feel like that's the hardest part is always juggling um, the guilt that comes with, you know, do I put more time and effort in the work so that we can have more time in, in the future together? It's like you're always um, borrowing time. So yes. that's kind of what you're gambling as an entrepreneur a lot of the times. Yeah. And I feel like my goals change daily, you know, like depending on, I guess, what's going on in the children's life that day or what's going on in the business life that day. One kind of takes priority over the other sometimes. Always, always. Yeah. Um, so were you ever a hairstylist behind the chair yourself? Yes. Yeah. I actually was a hairstylist for almost, I think it was almost 15 years. Okay. And then, um, how long into your career did you kind of start developing the idea of salon scale? So I had a couple like journeys through the process. So I started as a stylist um, within the first four years. I went independent. So I was a solopreneur for a few years um, and then I became a salon owner. So I decided I didn't want to be a team of one. I wanted multiple people working for me um, and to grow that step. So I opened my first salon when I was a, probably close to 24. Um, so as 24 and I opened a 10 chair salon and that was just amazing um and in which I owned that salon for about 11 years before I sold it because while I built that um I built two other companies so I built a online distribution company called um uh, industry salon tools uh, where I sold premium hair tools across Canada from my house um I then (laughs) that business so I uh I that business was acquired um and it was acquired because I had stumbled upon Salon Scale. So I had this idea. I jumped on it. It was, you know, it was kind of like a calling. All I could say is just it was like something that was radically changed my life and changed the trajectory of what I was going to focus on. Um, and yeah, I left being this. I, I ended up selling the salon right before COVID. Um, but I sold the salon and the big thing I think is there was that crossroad where it's like I was an award-winning salon owner that was getting to become a platform artist for a major brand and I could have took that path or I had this relatively new innovative product that I personally could feel that it was going to change like millions and millions of people's lives Um, and so I had to kind of take it a gamble and a jump and I chose the unknown I chose the like technical life that I didn't think I knew what I was doing but I am glad I chose that path and that's you know what got me to be here today with you that's fantastic that's that's really courageous of you I mean I know that feeling of stepping away from something that is comfortable that you know takes care of you and that you have passion in to do something radically different Um, So good for you. I'm really glad you did because look at you today. Um, How long, or I guess I'm going to say that, I'm going to guess that the technology behind Salon Scale was in your salon business before, before you made it into an app and had this whole thing for sale. How did you... Okay, how did you realize that this needed to happen? Because we don't learn this in beauty <laughs> school. We're most of us hairstylists. This is not in like the uh, front of our brains that we need to think about how much things cost and you know where to use that in our business. We just are like artists doing hair. So, 
how did you come up with the idea? And then how did you use that in your workspace before you turned it into something? Yeah, so um, it really came out of like, uh, I was renovating the salon and I had not thought about like this. I have a huge problem in my business. I wasn't thinking that way. I was like just renovating the salon and I went and got paint um, and the machine mixed the paint. And I had always talked about like, wouldn't it be cool if we had this like machine that would mix hair color? Um, it makes it easy just to make sure that, you know, we can reduce waste and make sure that we knew what we were doing for next time and take care of ordering or something. Um, and then I went and got frozen yogurt with the family and the way we like all put different variables in each of our ice cream bowls and then all of our bowls were different prices. Um, I just had this huge like holy shit moment right there where I was like, oh my gosh, it's not a machine. It's a scale. It's like, we're already doing this. We just need like a smaller, in, in my mind at the time, it was like, we just needed like an app or a smaller technology to measure this. And, um, and that, that was like my aha moment that happened probably um, in, in uh, 2018. So that's, that's the year that that kind of happened for me. And I just jumped. So I had no idea what it would kind of factor itself into to the way it is today. But what I did is I looked up like apps and how to build apps. And I found a local app making company. I started there. I went there like the next day. Um, I bought like five or six different Bluetooth scales on Amazon. And we just brought all the scales to the, the app building company. And we just hit the ground running. And I think within the first week or two, I had already, um, I think in the first week or two, I had already um, had the name. I already trademarked the name. I had already this, but I had, again, that was that overwhelming, like, holy crap, like this is something. Um, and it wasn't through the development process. So when we were breaking down, like, how are people going to actually use the product? I had to think, well, we use developer and we use, you know, permanent tones. And when we're mixing color, we're talking this, like I had to like teach an entire development team what those words meant so that they could code the product properly. Um, and so once I got to see um, my prototype, so I came in the one day and they sh they put pens on a scale and it told me how much that cost in Olaplex. And as soon as that happened, I just broke down and I was like, holy crap, like this is gonna change everything. Um, like it was an overwhelming emotional feeling because it was like I had I'm sitting here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and I have like this powerful <laughs> app that now tells me what like transparent costs are. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God. And I took the the first product and I just put it in the salon. So the next day I had a I basically had a staff meeting. I was like, hey guys, we're gonna be now essentially gonna track what we're using for color. Um, I didn't know how we were even gonna build it into our pricing model then. I just thought, like, let's start tracking it. In the first month, I saw how much we were using, not what we were purchasing. Right. So in the first month, there was $4,100 being used. Wow. And that's when I was like, that doesn't add up. And now I knew where the cash loss was in my salon. And I was like, holy shit, this, this can't just be me. This can't just be my salon. So I called up like three salon owners and I was like, went for coffee and I gave them the app to try and the same thing happened for them. And then that's when I was like, okay, like, what do I, do? like, how do I bring this to market now? Like we all have these like one-off apps. Like that's what I realized that I had, like, I had to be in the app store. I had to like build an actual company. And, and that is when I found um, a local accelerator and it was called Collabs. Um, and Collabs was a place to innovate or incubate your applications or your, your technical companies and help get you to market or help you like scale out your businesses and create infrastructure. So I joined that and that's where I learned everything. I learned how to hire my first team of developers, bring in the code myself, start to build out that whole team. Um, I learned how to raise capital. Um, and I kind of went all into that. So it went from like ideation to like an MVP, a minimum viable product that I used in my salon to then getting it out to market with an accelerator um, and then raised the capital, hired the team. And now it's just, here we are. Dang, I literally have goosebumps listening to you tell that story. I had the assumption that this was something that kind of like grew over time or you had like a system or a process that you were like paper charting and then you're like, if this needs to be in an app. No, you literally had like an epiphany or like a, 
um, a vision and then made it come to fruition. Yeah. That's beautiful. That is so cool. And that's the kind of stuff that you can like feel it in your bones that it's going to be good. Oh man, I, I love that. I love that story so much. So um, for anyone that doesn't know, will you tell me exactly what Salon Scale is in its current iteration and what value that has for hairstylists? Absolutely. So Salon Scale today is a mobile app um, paired with a web dashboard. So essentially you can use an app uh, uh, on your mobile device or you can use it on a tablet, whatever device you want. Um, Android or, or iOS, you can use on anything. Um, but you mix, you essentially use the app to measure your hair color in real time. So whatever your formula is, if you've used you know, 20 grams of this or two ounces of this, it's gonna tell you the exact cost of what that is for every squeeze, squirt, you know, scoop, you, you name it, we'll be able to tell you what that cost is. Um, that information gets sent to your web dashboard in which we call your profit center. So in that area, you're now going to be able to track um, all your, your entire business. So you'll be able to track what each of your stylists are doing, but also you can do orders, you can do inventory, you can manage anything that's coming in and out of that back is now in your, in your profit center to maximize, you know, your insights of what is in and out of that back bar. Mm -hmm. And not just your color too. The part that I found fascinating was that you guys had um, kind of like generalizations for like foils and gloves and all of these other like one-time use products that it's hard to quantify how much they're costing you, but there was like an average, isn't that right? Um, it's not like you're counting foils. There's like an assumed average per service or something, right? Yeah. So we have like a preset section. So for your supplies or your add-ons, you can add in anything. Like if you serve liquor and you want to have like a shot or you want to add, like, think of it as like your cost of goods ticket builder. What does it cost you to do your service? Use salon scales, your cost of good ticket builder and add anything to it. Extensions, foils, gloves, treatments, toners. You know, it could be any, it could be even like you're doing a competition and you want to add that to it. Um, but you're wanting to make sure that no matter what service you're doing or what you're adding to that, you make sure you can understand the transparency to the cost of good. What did it cost me to perform that service today? Yeah, I hadn't even considered the like extra stuff that add to like the perceived value of the appointment. Like, yeah, things that you're serving your clients or like little snacks or all those little extras, coffee, all that stuff. Holy cow. Um, have you found that stylists need a little bit of handholding to kind of get this set up for them? Or has it been kind of an easy transition for most people? Um, definitely not an easy transition. No. <laughs> Let's get real here. Okay. <laughs> I, think with in, I think with innovation, the first one you want to ask is why? Like, mm -hmm. why do I need this? Or what am I going to do? Because change is inevitable. Change is going to happen. Um, but I think it can get overwhelming when you do see those costs. And sometimes I think we can get in the trap of being like, well, I'll just raise my prices. And then like, I just don't have to worry about that. Right. And that's kind of the, the thing of being like, I want to like, let's say you're trying to like lean up or tone up. Like that's like trying to like never step on a scale and try to like reduce your weight or your, 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 yeah. How much or you your, weigh. Or your caloric intake changing or something, just guessing Something wildly. has to be measured to yes. manage it, to make the change. And so what happens is like, you're going to thank your future self, like by taking like your, your future self, it's the other way. Your future thank, self is going to thank you for right. taking action to do the annoying part by measuring. And I think it's more about when stylists get through and salonos get through that, like, oh my gosh, like, well, why do I measure this? Like, what does it matter? It's only like $3 worth of color. Like, what do I care? But that adds up. And I always say a small leak sinks a great ship. And it also, I'm going to tell you this right now as a salon owner, conflict is the hardest part of your job. Having to sit down with someone and tell them that they're over mixing or scraping their bowls or having these awkward conversations is annoying. So data cuts through that emo emotion louder than anything else. And so if anything that will get you like running to Salonska right now is to know that like you will have facts to back up what you're trying to say without having to have that, hey team, we have to use less color this month and without knowing why. So mm -hmm. we're going to give you the why so you can go back into doing what you need to do. Now, 
as far as the onboarding, it's just a matter of when. When is the right time for my business? And making sure you bring it in. The best part about Salon Scale is that it starts working the moment you start using it. So the moment you start actually tracking it is the moment the power comes in. Um, and so that's the big thing is when I see larger locations or bigger franchise locations, it takes a little bit of a while to get the whole team on board with it. Um, and then with my solopreneurs, they usually can get up and running within the first week or two. Um, but generally, we have a team here to help you through that process. And yeah, just just timing in your business is you just got to make sure that's the right time for you. Yeah, no, I agree. Um I forget the guy's name that helped me on your team get set up, but our first conversation via email he sent me was like, send me a spreadsheet of, and I don't remember if it was like the cost of things or what you use, but literally he said the word spreadsheet and I like glazed over. I'm like, oh no, but he was so sweet and so kind. And we had like an onboarding call together where he like asked me all the questions. Um, so I think without that, you might lose a lot of people because they're like spreadsheet sounds boring. sounds overwhelming. I don't do spreadsheets. I do hair, you know? Um, but your team is fantastic. Um, and I think that that will get most people past the hurdle of actually starting up. Absolutely. I think yeah. that's the big thing is Jordan is his name. There um, we go. Jordan. Yes. yes. I'm like, I bet you it's Jordan. I, I think we owe a great deal of the first generation of salon scalers and everyone that says yes to us today, because every time we get a new account, we get new information that we can crowdsource with each other. And so we're getting to a point now where that, that those early hurdles. So like when you say yes to innovation or new companies, just realize you're building the future of that business as well. So we thank you as a, as a software company that by coming in at such an early stage, you're also helping us frame out how we can build it better for the future. So if you're ever like upset about something, frustrated, you don't like how something's on board, tell us. Tell us in a way that we could be educated in a way to make it better for the next. And that is ultimately what we want. That's our biggest why is like constantly making better software. Um, we're not in the business to take money out of your salons. We're in the business to put money in your salon. Um, and so we want to make sure that the onboard process is the best that it possibly can be. Um, and so we love this because we're now at a point where we have over 250 color lines that are in our system. Wow. And now we're getting to a point where we can help others onboard by giving them crowdsourced information. Not If you don't want to put your customization in, we have customized, uh, we have areas to do a crowdsource information as well. Right. Which gets you like within pennies of like the regional cost of things or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, even just to get started. Right. I think yeah. that's the big thing that we're finding. And honestly, I'm kind of maybe giving you guys a little bit of a treat of what's to come for so long. Yeah. Ooh, but ooh. I, that's it is like, just get up and started. Just get up and try it. Use it. Get Get the calculation, just see what it costs you. Because if it can, if you know that, then let's automate it for you. Like the mm -hmm. future is get back to doing what you love. Like screw the like operation side where it's so annoying of the ripping the tabs and am I in budget? Am I in target? Like that stuff is so it can be easily handled with technology. So the real truth here is that if we can provide trust for you, if we can actually sell trust, we, you trust us to give you that information, you can get back to doing what you love and start focusing on really growing your team, your culture, your customers. And we'll just make sure that, you know, your back bar is just taken care of. Right. And I know uh, from like an independent uh, stylist situation to like, for me, a moment of clarity with this whole setup was um, Shades EQ, for example. I did not realize that some people in the country are paying different prices for Shades EQ than I am. Like there's regional costs for everything. I was like, excuse me, what? Like this is not the same everywhere. And so I think a lot of the times we try to compare how we charge for our services to people in different parts of the country. And you think, oh, well, they're like in a small town doing X, Y, Z. So we're always like trying to just figure out how much to charge for services because there's really no like national guidance for us, right? There's no, you know, like a mechanic, you go to an auto body shop, they have like a book that they look for and they say, okay, so for this service, it should take this amount of time and I should charge about this much. So these are our rates, right? We don't have that. And so no. like understanding that it's all so individual, even down to the same color that I'm buying is different than what someone else is paying across the country leads me to be like, okay, I actually have to understand how much I'm spending to understand how much to charge people. 
And it's like, what? It, it, you can't lie with data. I mean, you, there's, it's there, it's right in front of your face. And you're like, well, if I don't charge that, I'm literally letting money go. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when we look at VIP accounts or we look at accounts that like get reduction off their color costs, it's because they order a certain amount of volume or they hit a threshold. So when I look at what could you do today? Well, you could use the insights or the data to say like, this is what I actually order in a year, a month, a quarter. And what if I pre-purchase, like what if I could use that information to my supplier and say, hey, in a quarter, I usually spend, I don't know, like $30,000. Um, would you be able to sell me all this at a reduced rate if I pre-ordered all that today? Right. And then the, you can start using your information to become more of a VIP status if you know that information as well. Um, that's if you want to pre-purchase, right, or get those kind of reductions. But you'd be shocked at how how much you can get by just like getting that information to, to know what you're currently using and then just use that to your advantage. Absolutely. I mean, I run the rest of my life like that 100 percent. I don't know why it's never been a priority in my like beauty industry <laughs> it always just seemed like well i think i'm making enough i don't know i guess I'll, yeah i guess i'll just raise my prices a little bit but how much i don't know I'm guessing well yeah and then we know that the price of that product goes up right like since COVID, some of the products have gone up um, um almost 18 percent i was gonna guess 20 percent. yeah crazy that's insane and if you're not raising your prices according you you literally just got a pay cut yes yeah. yes exactly that's fascinating. I think it's a really good time in our industry to have a product like this available too, because I don't know if you've noticed this, but everywhere I look, everyone's talking about pricing. Like pricing is the hot topic right now, right? Whether you're a luxury stylist or, you know, kind of a generalist or you're someone that gets paid by the hour, everyone's talking about how to increase your value so that you can raise your prices so that we can elevate the industry. Um, and this is just such a fascinating and useful tool for that. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like um, there has to be these inflection points in order to make advancements in technology. And so with, with an inflection in the industry with everyone talking about pricing, that is also, it's a right place, right time. You know, Salon Scale really is in the right place at the right time. And I feel honored that like, I get to build Salon Scale and be there for that. I think that's absolutely the most special gift um, that could ever happen to me. So I'm forever grateful to have that opportunity. And it is, it is up to the industry to decide how they want to use the tool. So when it comes to a method, I always say this, like, no matter what the methods of pricing are out there, we are a tool to control the cost of goods. So whether you want it inside your pricing or outside your pricing and, you know, wherever you want to figure out what that is, we are the tool to kind of help you do that. Um, and so I don't think we could have done this without social media, the market, people standing up and saying, hey, like, let's elevate together. Let's build communities. Let's build conversations. And we just simply want to be there as that tool of choice to help, you know, figure out whatever, whatever really method you're going to use um, on your pricing. Mm -hmm. So how are you as a company sharing your message mostly? Is it social media or do you guys like travel around and do demos? Um, 100% digital marketing. So we are a full inbound company. Um, we only focus on um, di digital markets. So we do influencers, educators, um, affiliates, as well as some ads um, that we've been kind of driving as well. Um, we don't go to trade shows. We don't go in many of those things. If we sponsor anything, we sponsor education, educators that focus on profitability or pricing. Um, and that's usually where we kind of sit. But yeah, we kind of focus more on that side mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. That's clever. Um, do you find that most of the people that you align yourself with are on Instagram or is it like TikTok or where? Instagram would be number one. Like I'm going to say it's mm -hmm. our number one platform. We tipped into TikTok, but we, we feel like TikTok took a, dig, a big dip. Like people are just not as there yeah. anymore. And, um, it's kind of like a confusing area. I don't know. I feel like we're not seeing that, but we're also seeing, you know, people move into longer formatted, you know, um, uh, let's say content. So we're seeing people head back into the YouTubes, back into ways of building like longer versions of their content strategies. And 
um, lots of people building their own, you know, uh, educated uh, platforms, um, whether they're using, you know, Teachable or Thinkific or whatever they're using to build their, you know, knowledge bases. Um, there's a lot of people doing this type of thing right now. Mm -hmm. um, I almost wonder if it would, I mean, it, maybe you don't need it, but I was thinking it would behoove you to have someone that was like a representative that traveled around to like beauty colleges even, uh, because to me, this is something that they could make use of in their business, but also just to teach stylists from like infancy, how to track things and almost incorporate that into their education. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, as we, you know, as we think of us scaling, no pun intended, scaling salon scale. <laughs> but I'm like, there we go. Um, <laughs> you know, when we look at expansion, we look at different ways to get into other areas of the market, right? Like we focus very much on this, get ourselves to our first milestones, get us to the next thing. And as we either a raise more venture or we get more revenues, we are always looking at ways to be able to be more in the market. And that is actually a very good stream to kind of go after. Um, and one thing on that note too, is that we always, we actually offer um, salon scale complimentary to schools. Um, because we believe in planting the seeds in the next generation. Um, it's no different than any other software out there too that likes to give that free software to a student so that they can take that with them. We also want to just make sure that from day one, we are thinking of how do we infuse more technology in our creative world um, and not to be afraid of technology, but to lean into it. Oh, that's wonderful. Have you seen a lot of schools excited to bring that in or has it been kind of like they're not ready yet? So it seems a little like, I don't know. You know what, we currently have probably about 46 schools that are on our platform right now um, that are using us. Uh, and some of them are like a franchise. Um, but yeah, they're they're all kind of using it right now. Um, That's great. And it's, it's been good for them. Yes. Are those in Canada or the US? Uh, US. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. How do beauty schools run in Canada? Is it similar to how they're uh, run in the US? Um, a little bit. Um, so I think there is the two types of schools. So there is, you know, they're privately owned or they're through a, through some type of umbrella or corporation. Mm -hmm. Um, but they do run very similar to the U S there's a lot more, I think there's, you know, maybe a little bit more pr privately owned, um, schools that are happening here in Canada, um, and not as many, you know, cl uh, collaborations that we're seeing in the U S. Oh, okay. Interesting. Thanks for that. I know you're not the specialist on that, but <laughs> you're closer than I am to that knowledge. So I find that the schools, it's interesting because the schools are really backed by lots of brands usually, right? Mm. So the brands are the ones and like they thought about this, they're the OGs to think, well, if I teach people how to use our products, they'll use our products when they leave the school. Um, that's where we get a lot of the like, you know, Veda academies and the like institutes and stuff that are like geared towards their brands or all that stuff. Like th that's what they, they're, it allows them to build strong loyalty. Um, but as we really think about the market today and we look at it as like we are in a fragmented market you know there's more people that are independent than they are um in these you know the the businesses are getting smaller more independent than they are getting larger more franchisable yes. and what that that means or what we look at it is that the individual artist doesn't want to be locked in so the loyalty lies within them and their brand and who they have to offer it with their customers versus necessarily the products that they're using so as we get more fragmented, the loyalty with the brands kind of decrease. So I think the schools um, are going to have to have, uh, you know, you're going to see probably schools that are more boutique focused or more craft or tech technical focused. Um, that will probably be more on the rise um, mm -hmm. as, as we see that, you know, not as much of a focus on, on the practices that just don't serve our markets anymore. Yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. And I've seen a lot more large companies start hiring individual educators to teach their classes where like you used to have like a non-compete or, you know, be basically like sell your soul to this company to go teach for them. Now they're like, oh, you know what? If you just mention for like 30 seconds that you like our color, that's fine. And we'll we'll pay you to do these classes and go do your thing. It's like, whoa, that's super yeah. interesting. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, there's a lot of power in, you know, in a stylist's hands right now. Um, mm -hmm. And whether you you take that power on and like you have whoever owns the customer has the power. That's the only thing you have to say to yourself. Whoever owns the customer's relation usually is the one that owns the most power. Totally. Mm -hmm. 
So another thing I've heard a lot about in the last few months is the development of this, you know, AI technology, like, you know, chat GPT and like everywhere you look now, every website has got some sort of AI integration into it. Is that a concern for you guys at all? Or is it like so separate that it doesn't matter? What are your thoughts? Um, I think it so is our future. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I am all for it. I think it's absolutely incredible because I think, you know, you you still have to think about if AI is great on repeatability, taking off those mundane tasks. But most importantly, for a creative mind, um, sometimes thinking about processes and procedures and steps um, can be debilitating. You know, you're accessing a point of the brain that requires a lot of thinking and it takes a while to, you know, get into that that zone so chat gpt specifically are using you know any ai platforms they allow us to get to those answers a little bit faster so you can just be straight in decision making decision 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 and move forward so i do love those uh, those platforms they are in infancy so i do believe you know when you think of uh, the salon sector we really have a very lack of technology in the salon sector so we need a lot more um you know, libraries and databases that store a lot of the way we communicate currently or we need our, um, our, 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 like our advancements there so that AI can read those things and give us even more. So I say go right now and use it as much as you can to build a little bit more understanding so that AI can study that and figure out ways to keep our advancements. Um, now, I will say with Salon Scale, this is an absolute future for us. Um, I think AI will be great for predicting trends, predicting, you know, um, what you will need for product, um, predicting, you know, if you're out of a color line and you want to switch to another color line, like there's ways that we can use AI to predict what you would need in another brand. Oh, and wow. Um, that coupled with a little bit of machine learning is what I do see the future for salon scale. But this requires like a enormous change to our database, enormous change to the technical architecture of salon scale. Um, and it's something that we will be looking at um, in the future. But that is definitely like a win for me. I feel it'll definitely help a lot. So we can, again, use smart technologies to help um, automate things that really take yeah. too much time. Yeah. yeah, that's a really unique perspective. Um, yeah, I thought it would be a little more like threatening feeling because you're like, okay, well, if AI can do anything, they could like write the same software that we have for this. But I think there's not a lot of hairstylists that are going to want to do that, right? They, they want just like the finished product and to be able to use it. But I've heard someone else mention that at some point AI will be able to color formulate for us, right? You give it the right input um, and it'll spit out exactly what you need to do in any said color line or whatever. And that would be an amazing tool to have in something like salon scale, or if you're switching from one color line to the other, uh, what your client's formula might look like with that change or something. I just am like, can you even imagine how much easier that would make so much of our job? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, um, data is, the data is only as good as the person using it, the end user using it. So, you know, at the end of the day, every every minute there are thousands of people that there are over 10,000 people that hit submit session in salon scale today. So we do have those formulas. And at, when, when people maximize our software, they're using us for like taking their photos or putting this stuff in there. We can, you know, get to the point where we could do what you just said, which is doing more predictive analysis on, on really those kinds of things. But the, the only other thing is just making sure that the industry is ready for it. So I do think we're a little soon. I don't think the artist is going to love, that today but i think as we advance to it i think it's absolutely the best strategy for us to be able to again um work um towards what the future will look like for for technology um i do also want to say too that there's other things that we can kind of lean into too where it's like formulating you know um more of like a filter process so there's ways that you can use your you know your favorite formulas and and create more like you know, create more um, filters for, you know, hair color in the digital world. So when we think of the metaverse and stuff like that, what is a hair color in the metaverse look like? Right. And so when you want to go to like that level and you want to think of this, this side of things, could I be a colorist in the metaverse? Like, could I be a colorist? Well, yeah, I could, because I could just use my formulations that way and you could buy and purchase and I could color hair digitally in the digital world. Yeah. So like, 
that becomes a whole other level where you're buying and selling your art, your craft, your formulation. The formulation is the most powerful thing you have, and it can be used in the in the presence tense and as well as in the digital world. That's very interesting. I've not heard that perspective. Wow. So cool. <laughs> it's so interesting. Things. I know it is. And so much of uh, what we do as hairstylists is so non-digital and hands-on and just people-centric and touching that it's like, it seems so heady and like far away to think about this kind of stuff. But I mean, for a lot of us, it will be a reality and could be a really fun reality too. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's good to dream. It's always good to dream. We it never is. Know. It is. And I, I wonder too, I, I'm going to just project that any service-based industry where you're like touching people is going to be even more unique and interesting and valuable as more and more things are automated with robots and technology. Um, I think our industry will just grow. Oh, absolutely. You're, you are spot on on that. Is If you're in the arts um, I think we're entering this creative experience era, right? When we look at, you know, society as a whole, is like we value right now, the most we value right now is experiences. So people will spend more money and get paid less money so that they can travel more because they want to experience the world. We're in like an experience kind of um, uh, um, state of mind. Yeah. So, the next one, if you think about that, I, I think we'll start to see the creative side. And I think what we'll start to see is like really valuing craft and creativity and, um, and connection. And so like, what does that look like? So if we constantly think of the next generation and what society does want to lean into, I do believe you're the, you're bang on on that comment, which is that I think people are going to value people more. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then those people doing those services need to know how to properly charge for those services to make the money. Yeah. And so they not they got to know how to track their crap. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Otherwise, everyone's just going to be a starving artist. <laughs> yes, exactly. Man. Well, that is super cool. Um, I'm really excited to see like where this company goes and grows and how it affects our industry. Um, I think it's super valuable. I've been hyper-focused myself as a coach and an educator lately. Um, I feel like I finally found like my voice and where I shine and offering consultation advice and like helping people master the consultation is part of what I do, which is very people-centric and communication-centric. But part of that equation is understanding your client's budget, understanding how much you're charging for your services, which again, to like back it up means you have to know how much your expenses are in order to make your prices to charge accordingly. And so I like, I see the value in this. I love it. I'm going to use it as part of my arsenal to recommend the tools for the trade that we need. Um, so I'm happy you're here. Um, for my listeners, can you tell us, I know you have some sort of an affiliate program that you guys run and, um, and then what a membership looks like, what you get with that. Can you kind of describe that and break that down for us? Sure. Um, so the first thing is we're always looking for people that want to sp spread the message of what Salonsco can really do. So that's where we have that affiliate affiliation or affiliate program. Um, we handle it in two areas. So there's influencers strategies and there's affiliate strategies. So the affiliate side of things, if, if you are an educator, a coach, you are already trying to build your best practices um, and you're building your own you know, education por portion, and you want to use us as a tool in there, uh, we want to partner with you. So we want to be able to give you all the information, insights, tools, so that you can pass that information onto your audience to be able to do that. So that's that's an affiliation kind of program. Um, in the influencer side is, let's say you um, love to influence the market, you share just what you love, and you just, you know, we want to, we'd rather pay you than an algorithm, right? Like we'd rather put money into an influencer and someone in the industry than I would to put it into an algorithm and hope that someone sees an ad like I'd rather put that money somewhere else yeah um and so if you were that person that just wants to talk about salon scale and share that or talk about it you know in your communities whatever else we do have the influencer programs both of those you can always go to our website salonscale.com um and you can go ahead and, and reach out to our partnerships team where they can kind of break you through with what is the right fit for you to help us with you know referring and helping people come into salon scale and see the benefits of what we can do there um and uh and then as far as the next thing we wanted to talk about was 
uh, subscriptions, you know, whatever it's kind of our financial model here at Salon Scale. Yeah. Um, so Salon Scale, we have two uh, types of subscriptions. So if you're a team, that means you have multiple people working for you. They're on your payroll and they, um, th that is, um, $149 a month um, for a monthly subscription. Uh, you you can use a trial if you want. So you have 30 days to use us and then you can move into your um, monthly subscription or you can go annual all in, which is $14.99. And that is going to give you an entire year. It gives you two months of savings. It gets you set up. And just like Crystal was saying about the um, Jordan um, helping you with that, it gets you an actual account manager to help you with setting up and getting you up and ready to go for success. Um, and then for our solopreneurs, we do have a $55 a month um, subscription. Um, and then we also offer a $560 annual subscription as well. That gives you the same thing. It gives you a free scale. Don't have to worry about that. Get someone to help you set up. Um, it walks you through all that kind of stuff as well. And then do you also get access to any sort of like training videos or anything like that on the website? Do you guys have that? Yes. Yeah, so we have stuff that's free outside. So even if you're not a member of SalonScale yet, you gotcha. can go to salonscale.com, hit the resources and in there there's free classes and workshops that we've done with. Um, some of them are internal, some of them are with the community, but that's all the free courses are there. You'll see that. And then inside, um, we do have a knowledge base that has a endless amount of just how to use our products, but also how to um, do with how to, you know, maybe do different pricing, do all that stuff with with our actual partners that we use as well. I honestly, I, I'm like meant to look at those videos before we did this um, conversation and I haven't had a chance yet, but I'm excited to go watch those videos and check them out because I feel like that's like very useful information, uh, especially for someone that's never like looked into that on their own. I think it would be kind of eye-opening to hear people in the industry with expert advice on that and have it at your fingertips is so good. Absolutely. I do see that growing a lot and a big focus for us is like, how do we get more coaches and mentors and educators in there so that like you can find the right perfect person for you so stay tuned for that too because that's an area that I want to do is build more of a community inside of where do I go if I have a question about maybe I'm having a question about just even cash flow you know who has courses on cash flow and just like connecting people to some of those kinds of things do you mean that you'll have some sort of a like um a community where people can like message each other Oh, yes. that's yes. pretty clever. I like that. Yes. Oh. I think, you know, like I said, we have a little over 10,000 daily active users that are already connected in the community. So why not share what's working for them and have that opportunity where we create more of a network effect where people can be connected with what's working for them already um, instead of just relying on these um you know, uh, relying on Instagram and relying on some things are they're pretty unstable because you don't really like have control. Like if you lose your accounts, you lose your connection. And so the big thing for us is like, how do we if we've got everyone in a community already, we've got 10,000 people and growing and scaling. How do we connect them to something that's not so distractive? Right. And volatile, potentially. Yes. Yeah, no, I totally agree. My faith in uh, like Facebook and Instagram meta in general is like pretty low. I'm like, I really don't want to put a whole lot of stake in what's going on there. So if you can have an online community elsewhere that is your um, purchased land on the internet, it's way, way more stable and viable. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, um, I think I got all out of you that I was looking for. Uh, this was really cool. And I'm even more excited than I was before we had this conversation about you and salon scale. And I think you're, you're doing great things for this industry. So, um, thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy schedule. I know you're doing a million things and you're taking time from your family. If you're not working, this could have been family time. So I appreciate you being here and, um, um, so I will have some links in the show notes for anyone that's interested for salonscale.com, whether it is the affiliate program or to sign up for a membership. And, um, are you active on social media with salon scale? Also, do you like, if someone wanted to like message to ask any questions, would you recommend going to the website for that or social media? Yeah, I would say if you have questions specifically around Salon Scale, um, head to our, any of our platforms and they're generally at Salon Scale, whether it's Instagram or TikTok, you'll find us there. Um, and if there's anything that you want 
you know, specifically to message me, I do have a personal side, which is alishasoulier.salonscale. Um, and that's my handle that you can find me there on, on social. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Alicia. It's been truly a pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay, take care. Now, go ahead and tell me that Alicia's story is not inspirational. I dare you. I find it just like totally fascinating and inspiring that just a moment of, I don't know, clarity and inspiration from her created this beautiful company that is just truly in its infancy stages and is growing like crazy. I just feel like that's such a good story for us to hear in our modern lives that like you can be struck by inspiration and turn it into something that turns into your career and does something beautiful for you. Um, I've had a couple of like aha moments in my life that I very distinctly remember, like the proverbial light bulb going on in my head over things. Um, and so I just love hearing people's stories about that. And I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. And, uh, like always, my friend, this is my pleasure to be here as your hair mentor, Crystal Green. Um, if you like this episode and you like this podcast, please do me a favor. Go ahead and follow and like. And if you're feeling frisky, give me a review. I would love it very, very much. And if you have any questions, you can go ahead and drop those in the review as well. Or if you're listening on something like Spotify, where it doesn't let you do that, um, go ahead and hit me on my DMs on Instagram. I am your.hair.mentor. I check my messages regularly and it is me, not a bot or an assistant. So um, if you have any feedback, questions or suggestions for me, I'd love to hear them. I hope you have a wonderful hair day, my friend. And until next time, I'll see you then. Okay, bye. Hey friend, Crystal here, and I've got something special for you that's too good to miss. Introducing the wildly popular Confident Conversations Bootcamp, where we unlock the three secret stylist skills that attract clients who pay. In just three classes, we'll transform how you communicate, connect, and turn every conversation in the salon into a formula for high-paying clients. It's not magic, it's mastery of words, presence, and the kind of confidence that turns heads. So why sign up? Because mastering these skills means more than just full books. It's about crafting a career that's as rewarding financially as it is creatively. We're talking quality clients who value your expertise and are happy to pay you for it. And the best part, it's completely free. You heard right. It's my gift to you, friend. So if you're ready to elevate your behind the chair game and attract the clientele you've always dreamed of, this boot camp is your first step. Spaces are limited, and trust me, friend, you don't want to miss out on this transformation. So head on over to www.yourhairmentor.com to secure your spot today. Let's make sure that your talent is undeniable and your chair the hottest ticket in town. Cheers to clients who pay and a career that slays. I cannot wait to see you at the Confident Conversations Bootcamp, my friend.